Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got a lot of news this week, but it seems like that has been the case for a while, hasn't it? We got news from Hollywood, including a streaming deal between two companies, and the latest box office numbers, which includes a new record for a bomb. Let's start with those first. It was actually a bit of a competitive weekend at the box office, or at least the top two spots were... Staying in first place was Free Guy with 18.8 million for a total of 58.8 million. Opening in second place was Paw Patrol the Movie with 13 million. In third place was Jungle Cruise making 6.2 million for a total of 92.5 million. Fourth place was Don't Breathe 2 with 5 million for a total of 19.7 million. Fifth place was Respect with 3.8 million for a current total of 15.8 million. Typically, I would stop at the top five. That is not enough for this week, as all the other new releases opened out of the top five. So let's continue. Opening in seventh place was the Protégé with 2.93 million. Opening in eighth place was the Nighthouse with 2.86 million. And opening in ninth place was Reminiscence with 2 million. Oof, alright, so let's start back at the top and work our way down. Free Guy for its second weekend killed it as it held amazingly well, dropping only 34% best I have seen in months. If it can keep this up, a $100 million domestic finish is looking more and more likely. This also adds evidence that a hybrid release really does shorten a film's legs at the box office, something studios will need to take into consideration as they release films in the future. Now let's talk about Paw Patrol because while on paper 13 million is not great, it actually is considering the conditions. First, it was available on Paramount Plus on the same day at no extra charge. Now, yes, it's not the biggest streaming service, but there are a few million subscribers that could have chose not to go to the theaters because of it. Now, the second reason why it's impressive is because Regal did not show the film at all. Because of the studio's decision for the hybrid release, they and Regal could not come to an agreement on showing the film, so Regal just didn't. I did not know that was the case until opening day, but it does make the numbers more impressive that this was an AMC, Cinemark, and local theaters carrying it. For actual theater counts uh, to compare, Free Guy this weekend was shown at 4,165 theaters, while Paw Patrol was shown at 3,184. So for the three movies that released this weekend, uh, yikes all around. Uh, The one that performed the worst of the three is easily Reminiscence, because that was a Warner Brothers movie led by Hugh Jackman. The Protégé was more of a mid-budget movie, and The Night House was a searchlight film from 20th century. But the budget for Reminiscence was around 60 to 70 million. Now I was thinking an 8 to 10 million dollar opening, which would have been decent, but after the poor reviews, that went out the window. I do wonder if Warner Brothers knew it would get poor reviews, as it only had one main trailer released and was not marketed heavily besides YouTube ads. It sucks because the movie is okay. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad, and you know, it's definitely not as bad as the reviews it's gotten so far. Take a look at China, Raging Fire stayed in first place. Uh, for the fourth week in a row, with another 12.2 million for a total of 145.7 million. Opening in second place is Luca with 5 million. Third place was Green Snake with 2.8 million for a total of 8.1 million. And fourth place was Upcoming with 2.6 million for a total of 54.3 million. So Luca performed about as expected, really. Soul opened to around 5.5 million in its opening weekend, and that is a fair comparison because that was also released on Disney Plus at no extra charge. What we have got to be looking at is Free Guys opening this weekend, uh, as it is a new movie with no good HD streams of it, so, you know, people pirating, uh, they're not going to get a good copy. 
It also helps that it's been getting good reviews, so I'm going to take a guess and say it opens to around, or at least, 20 million next weekend in China. Looking at worldwide numbers, Paw Patrol made another 12.8 million internationally for a worldwide total of 34.5 million. Free Guy made 17.1 million for a worldwide total of 112 million. Reminiscence also did not do well internationally, only making 3 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 5 million dollars. Again, yikes. Jungle Cruise made 4.1 million for a worldwide total of 173.7 million. Old is now at 80.5 million worldwide. The Suicide Squad made another 8.7 million for a current worldwide total of 140.8 million. And finally, the Boss Baby Family Business opened in a few more markets and made 8.4 million for a total of 92.1 million. Now let's talk about the latest news from Hollywood. While we did get word a few months ago that Captain America 4 was in the works, we now have confirmation this week that Anthony Mackie will come back for it. Deadline had the exclusive on it, but it was light on details besides the fact that he will be headlining the movie. It is still not clear if it is just for one movie or a multi-movie deal, or if Sebastian Stan has been signed on for the movie yet, or even will be appearing. This movie I think will be interesting because unlike Thor Love and Thunder, this movie will be continuing the Captain America franchise with a new lead. Will it lead to a new trilogy, or only a four, or maybe a five? We might get some information on this movie during Disney Plus Day in November. Small update on F10, or Fast 10, however you want to call it, uh, as Universal has set a date for its release, with it now coming out April 7th, 2023. So the timeline right now for F10 and F11 is to start filming next January, possibly film both back-to-back, F10 will release April 2023, so it's safe to assume F11 would release April 2024 to give both some breathing room. Since it is almost two years out, the only competition it has right now is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which comes out at the beginning of May. I will say it is smarter Universal to plant their flag in the ground now to let the other studios plan around it. Speaking of movie release dates, it looks like MGM is locking in the fall release for No Time to Die, with the 007 Twitter account confirming the red carpet premiere will happen in the UK on September 28th, two days before its release there. It is also still set for release on October 8th in the US, with the only new delay for the film happening in Australia, where it got pushed back from September 28th to November 11th. This makes sense, as some of the biggest cities in that country are on lockdown until the end of September, so even if they wanted to release it there, a lot of theaters would not even be open. I'm glad the movie is finally coming out, but how much will it do with the box office? With the case counts going up and down, it's hard to determine. But with how things are going now, it definitely is not getting that $1 billion worldwide that MGM was looking for. Which might not be too much of a concern for them if the Amazon deal goes through. We also did get an update on the Disney Scarlett Johansson lawsuit with Disney's lawyers looking to move this to ar- arbitration. While that movie was expected in their filing to move it, uh, they did provide some context as to why it should be done. And that included an update on Black Widow digital sales. As of August 15th, Black Widow has made $125 million in digital sales. This includes premier access on Disney+, and VOD sales on platforms like iTunes and Vudu. Now, they do not break it down into a percentage, and while it does look impressive, it does look like at least premier access sales slowed down a lot after the opening weekend. Remember, it made $60 million in sales and its opening weekend. So it has taken almost six weeks plus being released on other platforms to make an additional 65 million. I've kept an eye on the iTunes chart to see what's popping on VOD and since its release at the end of July, Black Widow has stayed at the top or at least the top five. So it is making money on VOD sales. 
we just don't know the percentage. As for the case, we will see if it does get moved to arbitration. If it does, we will hear very little about it going forward, which sucks, but that's what could happen. Finally, we got one big trailer release this week. After leaking the night before with unfinished special effects, Sony debuted the first trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home at Comic-Con and online. It has since gone on to beat Avengers Endgame for the all-time record of trailer views within 24 hours. For in-game, it was 289 million, and for No Way Home, it was 355.5 million. A huge increase. Now, part of that is since Endgame, we have had a new social media app that has risen, which was TikTok, but I think a lot of it is due to Far From Home ending on a cliffhanger. And that is something everyone can get excited about. Black Widow, thanks to the pandemic, had its hype drawn out for over a year, and while people are looking forward to Shang-Chi, he is a brand new character. This one is a lot simpler. Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, team up, boom. I have also noticed right now that trailer is saying December 17th, so unlike Venom, they seem more confident about the date, which they should. As long as the vaccines get the pandemic under control by December, the movie does sell itself. So for VOD Premium, we got one big story involving Viacom CBS and Comcast. So remember a few weeks ago, where they meant to discuss doing a bundle for Europe. Well, it's coming true, and we got some details on it. The bundle service will be called Sky Showtime. From the Comcast side, it will include content from Sky, Peacock, NBC Universal, and Universal Studios itself. From Viacom CBS, it will include Paramount Plus exclusives, as well as content from Nickelodeon, Showtime, and of course, Paramount Pictures. Now, if you are in Europe, you are probably thinking, wow, this is a great bundle. And I think it is personally as well, but don't get your hopes up. The key detail for this new service is it will only be available where either Peacock or Paramount Plus is not available. Remember, over the last few weeks, Comcast announced Peacock will be available in the UK and other European countries via Sky, and Paramount Plus will also be in some European countries as well, like the UK and Germany. So where will the service be available? Right now, that list includes Spain, Portugal, Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, Croatia, Denmark, and a few others. I think I just said Denmark twice. But hey, good for Denmark. Basically, the smaller European countries and Eastern European countries will get the service, while the big ones like Italy, Germany, and France will be ending the separate services over time. We also got some business details on how the service will be run. It will be a joint venture between the two companies with equal split, and will have its own management team that will be based out of London. Besides that though, we don't have details on pricing or when it will be released. So I'm a little surprised by how fast they work the details, uh, but it does answer some of my questions. I take it they will now need to build a new app called Sky Showtime from the ground up and then launch the service. I do wonder how they originally came up with the split because they also clearly worked out, okay, we'll go here separately, here, 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 but then in these countries, all right, we'll do it together. I guess the accountants crunched the numbers and felt that they would get more money in this case. Uh, but in the case of Peacock, for example, it is being given to their Sky customers for free, or at least a free tier. It's not exactly sure what tier they're being given. And we're not even sure yet if non-Sky customers can subscribe on its own. If this proves to be successful for them, this could lay the groundwork for Comcast to buy ViacomCBS outright. The idea has been flirted uh, with before, and right now ViacomCBS' official stance on being bought is that they're open to exciting deals. So basically, if the price is right. Manager for Comcast is getting regulatory approval for it, as you would be combining two of the big four film studios, though they can make the case that in a changing environment in its place, we have Netflix and Prime Video as some heavyweights, so it's not like it's a big monopoly. We will see. That is something to keep an eye on for 2022. For next story, I was not sure where, where to put it, but decided since the change made it now a part VOD, it made sense to put it here. While Sony is planning to move Hotel Transylvania 4 to Amazon, MGM is now planning a hybrid release for the Addams Family 2. It was announced that it will still be released on October 1st, but besides theaters, 
It will also be available for a PVOD rental in the United States and in Canada. I assumed that would mean $20 per rental. This makes sense for the studio because as it's now been talked about for a few weeks now, uh, movies for kids are in a tough spot since the main demographic in a lot of countries, uh, they cannot be vaccinated. I mean, you could say Paw Patrol had decent numbers this week for its opening, and it did. But I think the issue is it's summer, so kids can be kept in safer conditions by their parents. Come September though, when school starts, Oh, it's going to be another spike of cases in multiple countries. So by the time October rolls around, you have a lot of countries, a lot of kids recovering from that spike. Now, will theater owners still play the movie because it's now going to go PVOD? So far, no theater has said no, and I do not think they will say no because I don't think they want to start a fight with MGM as they both need each other for no time to die. And that is it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is if you do not subscribe currently to either Peacock or Paramount Plus or both, if the combined service was available in America, would you sign up for it? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the page is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time.